Now, you indicated earlier to us that, or you indicated earlier to the detectives here that you would speak with us about oh, this incident. You know, just when I hear New Yorkers speak, I, I don't even want to... Uh. Right, Mr. Gibbs, this is all on videotape. Sure. Nothing sure. that's said in this room is off the videotape. That's, that's, it's that's, for that's, your protection and for ours. That's, that's, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to be rude. I, I just don't want to speak to you. I don't have the same. Bernard, would have done Can I? Don't understand. Bernard, can, can I talk to you? Sure. Well, before, before we do that, let's just, no, before they do that, I want to be sure that you understand you have all your rights in connection with speaking with us. Okay. Okay, so if you okay. would, let, please, let okay. Detective Clark tell them to you, okay? Look, no, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hear my, look, you, the, all the facts, I gave them all the facts over here, okay? Okay. Now, they're gonna type that up, and they said I could sign it, and I'll sign it, okay? Okay, now, so, so, so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna fight that, okay? But, but I just, I just, I just don't want to talk. Bernie, can I just explain? I'd like you to try and relax. Sit back. Sit back and try and relax a little bit and just let me explain some things to you. First of all, I'd like you to try and relax a little bit. I saw a guy who didn't want to be there, but he had to be there. And you could tell he definitely didn't want to go into that police station, but he did because it was driving him nuts. And so he did. He wasn't thrilled about it. I think he wanted it just to be over with and done with. Um, but it was really at that point when, when the fun really began, I think, for him. You know, because it was the tape that started all the stir to begin with. So it wasn't enough that he'd already been through the ordeal that he'd been through, and now he's gone in and, and uh, given himself up, and he's going to make this tape. And uh, it was very interesting. It was. Uh, a guy that was just full of turmoil and, uh, and honesty, complete and total honesty, honesty uh, beyond imagination. I mean, honesty, I think that uh, some of the feelings that he communicated on the tape are feelings that I think anybody would have in this situation, uh, but you wouldn't go into a police station in New Hampshire and put them on tape after you shot four guys on the subway. But he did, because he just didn't care anymore. It was driving him crazy, and enough was enough, and he walked in and, and did it. The, the moral issue, what is right and wrong, there are moral issues. You decide. I became a vicious animal, and if you think that is so terrible, I just wish anyone could have been there in my place. Anyone who's gonna pass judgment, fine. I was vicious, my intent was to kill him, and, and and you just decide what's right and wrong. Shows a man that's very sick, a man who is filled with, with rage and anger, and it shows the aftermath of a man who's given in to this explosive rage and anger, a man who's pulled out a gun, shot down four people, uh, and has had time to reflect upon his actions and to take, to a certain extent, a certain amount of pride in what he did a feeling that he was correct in doing what he did, that he was justified, 
but the the overwhelming impression is a is a man who's very seriously disturbed a man who should have been dealt with by the system a long time ago uh, instead of encouraged to to go on his way with with the consequences that we see now i'm no hero basically i'm a coward and i know that uh, anyone a ten-year-old can pull the trigger and i told this to the guys it doesn't mean a thing but the system what if just just for example if, if people were on the subway system then what if they the whole system geared up and went to work against this this lawlessness this atrocity what if someone else in that subway system were were butchered and the guys and, and the guys you think the guys would have been caught you think it would have been any any big thing it would have been one more statistic one more statistic and not, don't nod your head yes because you know better and if you don't know better if you don't know better, you just don't know New York. Out. This is the truth. This is the truth. You don't understand. I, I, I'm not hiding behind anything. I don't have any attorney here. I'm not going to hide behind the technicality of saying, oh, you shouldn't say this, and oh, you shouldn't say that. If the truth isn't enough, if the truth isn't enough, listen, if, 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 if a person has to be reduced to this kind of an animal, to survive in the city. If you take a rat, okay, I was vicious, I don't deny it. I, I told the guys, I don't know if it's in that statement, but if you, if you take a rat and you corner it, and you, let's say just one time, you start poking it with, with red hot needles and the, reactor, and the rat doesn't know how to react and you do this, okay, and you wind up doing it again, or you know, perhaps again, and if once in a while, a rat turns viciously on you and just becomes a total vicious killer, which is which is really what I was. Then don't don't go passing statements of morality, saying, ah, well this was uh, not warranted, or this was uh, you should have uh, done this, or all you had to do was show the gun. I've been in situations where I've shown the gun. What happened here is I snapped. I was going downtown to have a drink before Christmas with a few friends and just do some bullshitting for a while. I was in the middle of a project. I got disgusted with it. I was working on a piece of equipment. I said, well, I better take a break. I went downtown. I got on the train. The reason I got on that car, I was going to get in another car. The reason I got in that car, that car was relatively empty. There were plenty of seats available. Now, I didn't realize until two days after this happened why that car was relatively empty. These guys had emptied out the car. You know, people aren't that dumb in New York. When, guys, when there are guys like this around, the car has a tendency to get empty, and the people are right. I walked in that car because I thought there was a seat, and I sat down. And I'm a lot calmer now. This is the third time I've told this, and I'm a lot calmer now than I was then, when I was the first time. The fellow, one of the fellows who was lying down, he said, he, he, there were four fellows in there. He lied down, and he, he was lying down, and he he looked at me and he said, how are you doing? Now, legally, that's a nothing statement, and this is an everyday statement, and that meant nothing to me. But things started clicking in my, you know, things started clicking in my mind. Now, I was the only person in that section of the car with those four. They were all either in front of me or on my right-hand side. The point is, okay, how do you, you interpret how we were doing when I you interpret that, I interpret that as nothing. That That was just like... It wasn't even a warning signal. It was just because my response to that was, 
I was looking down. I know it's impolite to look at people sometimes. So I was looking down. I looked. I looked down, and I said, "Fine." Okay. Now, that, interpreted that then. Uh, what was your feeling when it said, "How are you doing?" What 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 were you thinking at that time? What was your impression of how are you doing? What were you feeling? These were just kids kidding around. Okay. That's that. That's all. Could have been just kids kidding around, but it's just a possible warning. Just a possible. It, 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 it wasn't even a possible warning. I wasn't primed. But then two of them stood up. Okay. Okay. And they walked over to my left. Okay. Now there were two on my right and two on my left. The fellow on my right, one of them. At one time, he had his hand in his pocket with this bulge saying, I had seen that before, and I know it's bullshit. And I, I'm going to repeat it again. The reason I know it's bullshit, these guys are too smart to carry guns. You've told them they can't carry guns. Okay? And I knew it was just a bullshit threat. And even if he is carrying a gun, I knew it was bullshit. It's irrelevant. Okay? So you knew he had no weapon. As far, in my mind, that was irrelevant. And you can judge me on that. If that's one of your technicalities, I could claim I could claim that that bothered me, and that, that didn't bother me. You see, I don't care if I live or die. And whether you believe that, that should be on, the, that should be on some of the statements after my mugging when I tried to get my pistol permit. I told them that I, I don't have a family or anything. Let's if some, not, listen, not if someone kills, this, listen, I'm not blaming. If someone kills, I don't care. But I just don't want to be maimed. I don't want to be beaten again. Okay. Now, I'm, I'm sorry for speaking to you in this tone, but no. you see, to me, you represent the system in New York. Okay, he has something. Okay, no, no, that, that was that, that was that was nothing. What that was nothing. Next? Well, no. What happens next? Saying, "How are you doing?" That's not a threat to me in my mind. The okay. bulge in my pocket, in his pocket, that's not a threat to me. Okay. The situation when the two move on my left and the two are on my right. Now that is a real fucking threat. And if you if you don't if you don't recognize that. Okay, that is a real threat. Now, at that point... Were they all moving? I don't know. The important thing is to keep track of their position. You see, you're not familiar with with fighting and violence. It is serious. You think of violence. I, I told the guys, I told one of the men in there, people think of fighting. You watch Star Trek, and you see Captain Kirk fight a bunch of guys, and then three minutes later, he's walking arm in arm with a beautiful woman. That is bullshit. It is, that is so, that is so far from reality. The, the real threat at that point, the two were on my right and the two were on my left, I, I knew at that point I would have to pull the gun. Was, I'm going to say this. At, at, that, at that time, I was going to pull the gun, but I wasn't going to kill him. And that is what, that is what I wound up, wound up trying to do. But I had, no, I had no intention of killing him at that time. Well, well, listen, 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 listen. What, what my intention was at that time was just to follow the situation as closely as I could. And it's important in a situation like this, I'm trying to explain what goes on in your mind and how to handle a situation like this. You have to be afraid. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. People are afraid. It's a natural human response. It's probably a result of hundreds of tens of thousands of years of evolution. Because the f when you're afraid, you think a lot. Now, now, you can't let the fear overtake you, but you have to think of all the possibilities. Okay? And you think... You know, you think, you think as much as you can. The one on my left, he asked me, he didn't ask, what he, what he, he according to the papers, he asked me, his exact words were, give me five dollars. He said it with a smile, and his eyes were bright. The words meant bullshit. I knew I had to pull the gun, but it was the look, and now, you cannot understand this. It was his eyes were shiny. He had a smile on his face. He claimed it was all a joke. 
If you believe that, I accept that. When I saw the, the smile on his face and the, shine, and the shine in his eyes that he was enjoying this, I knew what they were going to do. You understand? Okay. Do you do you understand now? It was at that point. Now, for combat, you have to be cold-blooded, and I was. It was at that point I decided I was going to kill them all, murder them all, do anything. What did you think they were going to do? How can you ask a question like that? They were going to, they were going to have fun with me. Miss. What do you mean by that? What do you mean? What is your interpretation of that? I can't get inside your head. Beat the shit out of you. You thought they were going to beat you up. You, 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 just use, you, you just use a casual phrase. What are you saying? Miss, miss your attitude, your attitude, you are so far removed from the reality, and yet they send you here as a professional, as a professional, to investigate this. It's beyond belief. New York City, you know, the city, the city government is just too much. It's too much. Now, if you don't know what was, if, if, if you can't understand what was in my mind at that time and what was in their minds, fine. Then you, then you just watch this tape again or whatever you want to do and you, and, and you think, okay? If we understand, but what we want to do is to hear it from you. We understand. Look, they were, want to hear what they were going to do is enjoy me for a while. They were going to beat the fucking shit out of me. Okay? The money and this and that is all bullshit. Now listen, he asked me what he asked me once. This is why I use the word ask. Give me five dollars. Now is that is that an ask is that asking as the papers say, the papers say asking. Is that asking or is that telling you? How he could have been so stupid, I don't know. That's it would have been so unprofessional on their part. You know, just to say that. To say give me five dollars. Before I started shooting, I wanted verification. And I used, I was very deceitful. I asked him quietly, I said, what did you say? And he said, give me five dollars. I said, and I didn't say, as the paper said, I'll give each of you five dollars. I said, I'll give you five dollars. Now, let me explain one thing. To do something like this, how cold-blooded it is, and you can sit in your ivory towers and condemn it and say, oh, this person is, is a monster. You lay out your pattern of fire. The pattern of fire has to be from left to right. And in terms of details, in terms of responsibility, you can accuse me of a lot of things, okay? Because I know, in my heart, what I, what I was, what I was. What, they didn't die? Well, that's God, what God has wanted, evidently, if there is a God. But I, in my heart, was a murderer. Speed is everything. Speed is everything. We just think of speed and the count. He gave me verification when he said, uh, give me five dollars. I pulled out the piece. I just started firing. As I told the fellow in there, it's unimportant to look at what you're firing at, you just target images in your mind. You fire, is, is, to use his expression, you, you, you aim for the center of the mass. You run, you keep moving. All you have to do is to be faster than they are. If, now perhaps they're, you don't know what's happening on your right-hand side, but it doesn't matter. You do what you have to do as quickly as possible. You don't think, 
you live from the fraction of a moment to the fraction of a moment. The the uh, you you just react. You just react. You forget everything that happened the instant before. You you sight. You you don't understand. I'm explaining what happened. You sight. Listen, you psych, you target. That was number one. I got number one. Got number two. They say I shot him in the back. Doesn't matter. I wasn't even aiming, I wasn't aiming for the back. This and that. You aim show for the me where you were. Show me where they were. I'm gonna, this is a detail afterwards. This is, okay. it'll move on to this afterwards. When I was surrounded, at that point, pulling the gun would have been enough. But when I saw this one fellow, when I saw the gleam in his eye and the smile on his face, and they say it's a joke. Good, let them say it's a joke. I, is anything the they say. For the money? What? Is he the one that asked for the money? Look, I don't care about the technicality. Asking for the money is bullshit. The guy, at his exact words were, give me $5. That's bullshit. The robbery has nothing to do with it. When I saw his smile and the look in his eye, and you cannot understand because how can... People like you be familiar with violence. You're not familiar. I write. I'm a. Have I'm you? A have, too. have you? Have you been beaten into the ground? I've been afraid on the subway. I'll tell you. That. Okay, but you. But you've never. But you. But you've no, been afraid. I've not you've been a victim. Okay, no. okay, but when you find out, I. I told them in there. Okay, I'm gonna tell it to you again. I'll, I'll say it to you again. You take what the city does. I'm tired of saying this. If your person is a skull. That is you. And if their brain is, let's say, a, a glass globe inside that skull, what happens with violence is the city tells these people the rules are you cannot carry a gun and you cannot kill a person, but you can do anything else. And you terrorize the public. The public has to carry guns in New York, and a lot of people carry guns. People are afraid to admit it because you threaten the public. You add to the problem. You threaten people with a one-year mandatory sentence. And I don't care if I get or not. You know, you've got enough here to lock me up for a good long time. Good. But now, let me let me finish. Look. Excuse me. If a person's, if you have a skull with a glass globe in the center, people can come up to that skull, and they can break the teeth and break the jaw and whatever. Great. And what the city will do, they'll help you wire up the jaw together and put the teeth in and patch up. And the glass globe inside is shattered, still. And on the outside, everything is fine. And so long as things on the surface have been patched up, the city says, fine, everything is okay. And it's not like on the that. Outside. <sighs> Mr. Gates, and, and why these four? Why these four? Oh, oh, isn't that beautiful? You asked the question in an intellectual way. Why these four? Why these four? I didn't pick out these four. I never met those guys. I told you, you have it in here. I never met them. Why these four, though? I mean, because Because I saw what they were intending to do with me, miss. Miss, they were intending to play with me. Like a cat plays with a mouse. Now, you're not familiar with these things because you're not familiar with violence. They shouldn't have sent you up here. They should have sent people. They should have sent people. I'm sure there are people in the New York City government who are familiar with violence, who know violence. Okay? Because it's, it's a realm of reality that you are not familiar with. 
and 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 and, and so you see, so you speak of these things in an intellectual va value, in an intellectual way, and I am going to be judged on. Oh, oh, uh, this was not displayed, or that was not displayed, or how could you possibly have known what would have happened? I mean, it's. The way how I look at the bureaucracy of New York, it makes me sick. They deliberately went after my knee, and they got it. Like, I got kicked in the knee, and then what hurts you, they didn't have weapons. And people, you don't have to be maimed with a weapon. What, what really hurts you is a sidewalk. They tried to push me through a plate glass door, also, you know. When I hit the plate glass door, I'm in good physical shape. I can do, you know, push-ups standing on my hands. I pushed as hard as I could when I, when I, when I hit that door with my hands. I still hit that door so hard, the, the glass hard. The glass didn't break, thank God, you know? Because that would have been it. But the handle, the, yeah, yeah. The handle hit my chest. And it, afterwards, now, I was a wreck. I was hyper and hyperactivity for about four days after that. I went up to Connecticut to work and everything. And four days later, I checked into an emergency room. And my chest was messed up. That took about six months to heal. I had a bad knee about that, which I have a permanent bad knee from that. When the, it came time to write up the charges and stuff, the, uh, the DA, who was a young woman, was there. She was sitting down. She was just doing her routine work until she had to get to me. Then a young man in a suit came in, and he said, well, whatever. Uh, he, something, he said something, whatever. And what they did is, while I'm sitting there, they went out to dinner. And they came back about an hour later. And when all was said and done, he was charged with uh, ripping and this and that my jacket. They had ripped the pockets. You find this unbelievable, don't you? Well, I have records on it. Okay? I asked for a He got charged. The charge was mischievous mischief. I didn't even know if there is such a charge. I never heard of such a thing. So I was there in six hours, five minutes, boom, whatever. That taught me a lot. That had nothing to do with this. But it taught me several things. It taught me that there are vicious people out there. It taught me that anything can happen. Now, you don't know violence like I do. The worst thing about violence, when my kneecap gave in, it didn't even hurt. It was like, when my knee gave in and when I hit the concrete, it was, it was like, I know you've all eaten Rice, rice Krispies. It was like, if, if you take a Rice Krispie that's a little bit mushy, and you squish it between your fingers. That's exactly what my knee felt like when it happened, okay? Now, excuse me, I lost my train of thought. What this taught me, taught me the worst thing about violence is not even what happens, but you do not know the next moment. You have, it's not knowing what will happen next. And there's no way that you can understand that unless if you've been in the same position. I was, I was attacked then, I was attacked the next day I was carrying a gun. That was it. Okay, now you got I... had a gun immediately after that? Um, yes, yes. There, oh, look, you can buy guns, you can buy heroin. Oh, terrible, terrible. New York City is so concerned that people are carrying guns. Oh, they're, they're, so, they're because they want to... This is important to them. They don't... They're afraid the system is going to break down. The gun down. you used in the shooting, did you get that gun then? Look, all this... All... Oh, you're so worried about these details. It doesn't matter where you get the gun. On my right, there were two fellows. One of them, was actually pretending he wasn't with the other guys. He suddenly, he changed this thing, and he, he, I think he held his hand up, and he held a strap or something like that. And he kind of, he just pretended, he didn't even look at me and like he was, he wasn't aware of what was going on. I'd like to say something. When these four guys approach me, you know, you know one of the passengers in the car that I could, quick glimpse? 
could turn their head away in the other direction. They knew it was going to happen. They were smart. You know, if I wasn't carrying a gun, nobody would have helped me. And they would have been smart, because if, if someone had helped me, they could have wound up being fucked up beyond belief. But it doesn't matter. That's all academic. The fellow... One of the fellows, it looked like he was trying... I don't know if he was facing from the front or from the back or whatever. It seemed as if he was trying to get to the steel wall of the subway car. But he couldn't. And I let him have it. And I let one of the other guys have it. The guy who was, the guy who was uh, pretending he wasn't with him. I, I ran up to the first two to check them who were on the ground, the first two that I had shot. And they were taken care of. It's all very cold-blooded, and this is going to offend everyone. I went back to the other two to check on them. And the fellow who was standing up, I was sure I had shot him. It was funny. I wanted to give an honest answer. I wonder if I missed. But I, I went I went to him the second time. And I looked at him. And he can't verify this because he was probably out of it by then. If I had shot him or if he wasn't, I don't know. And I said, you seem to be doing all right. Here's another. I was going to shoot him. But he didn't matter. He, he, again, I thought, I'm sure I'd shot him. Maybe I didn't. He jerked his arm. And I just trigger pulls on reflex. I went to him the second time, and I looked at him, and he can't verify this because he was probably out of it by then. If I had shot him or if he wasn't, I don't know. And I said, you seem to be doing all right. Here's another. I was going to shoot him, but he didn't matter. He, he, again, I thought, I'm sure I'd shot him. Maybe I didn't. He jerked his arm, and I just trigger pulls on reflex. You just work, the secret is you work on reflex. You just work on reflex. And I was out of ammunition, because that was number five. So I went, I was going to go to the first guy again, the guy who did the talking. I was just aware of the keys in my left-hand pocket. And I came up to him, and I saw his eyes twitching, and I saw the fear in his eyes, and I just, and then you just suddenly, you know, things started dissipating. I saw a woman on the left who was lying face down, and she was very still. And as I explained before, you're living from moment to moment. I've forgotten about the count at that point. I thought she would, she shouldn't have been hit by shrapnel, but she was, or I had shot, I fired several shots there. I didn't know what it was. And I, you know, how, what, you know, what can you say to a person if you've shot an innocent person? What can you say to them? You know, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say to them. So I, I, I could say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I didn't know, or something like that, or are you okay, are you okay? And she said she was okay. There was another woman on the right-hand side who I noticed. She was sitting up. And she was just staring blankly ahead. I asked her, are you okay, miss? You know, uh, she said nothing. I asked her again, miss, are you okay? And she said, I'm okay, but I'm not sure about these two here, and she wasn't aware of the two back there. And, uh, I'm so tired. Excuse me. I said, I said, I said well, no, I said, do I, well, no. I'm sorry, who wanted okay, to okay. interrupt you? Nothing's It's, uh, I said, don't worry about them. She was referring, she said, these, yeah, these, I'm okay, but I'm not, I'm not sure about those two, or these two. 
I said, don't worry about them, they're assholes. And at one time I said to the guy who talked to me, I don't remember exactly what I said to him, I spoke to him in anger again. I said, you better learn a lesson from all this or, or something to that effect. Now at that point, the conductor came in the car. I, don't, I wasn't even aware of the other people, but I guess, you know, you see, when this is going on, you don't, like you hear concussions. You know exactly, in a sense, you know more what you're doing than ever you've ever known before. You hear concussions, but you don't, the only sense that you need is your eyes. Your vision changes, you have a wide field of view, you see everything, your memory. Your memory is changed, it is changing because you, you're, you're not thinking at an upper level, you, you're, you're reacting, you become like a reptile, you know? And I say, all you need is speed and reaction. It's, it, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's, it's so weird to go through this. It's, it's like, you know, you don't know that this is in there. And in your mind, when I say in there, you don't know this is in your mind. The conductor came in the car, and he kind of barged in, and he said, like, what's going on here? He was indignant. And, and, uh, and he just seemed like a good man. So I, I said, now, I, how, I'm not good at describing things. I, I, I'm not a talker. So I said, you know, what I said, they, they, I never said they tried to rip me off. I said they tried to rob me and, and I shot them. You know, it was just a quick explanation because how do you explain a situation? And New York City government, everyone is so interested in the technicalities. And he turned around and he left. And I was planning on, uh, I was planning on leaving the Chamber Street station, you know, when the train stopped. But he, the train started to slow down and he stopped it. And I sat down, I stood up a few times, I said, my ass is, you know, well, no, before they started swimming, I said, my ass is grass, my ass is grass. And what that means is, I, I've broken so many rules, and the city is going to be so offended with this. Because so, there are so many rules that are broken, and this cannot be permitted. But to survive in the city, you have to break rules. I break, I've broken rules that I didn't have to, but to survive, people have to break rules. If you don't think people have guns all over the place, particularly in the poorer areas, I mean, people must have them. The, rather than, rather than turn myself over to you, I was better off running. I had a good chance of escaping. And all you have to do is be fast. The police cannot catch these guys again and again. If I do something like that, because it takes them a certain time to respond, all you have to do is do something quickly and get out of there. You know it in the police. And, and, uh... Uh, you, that's, that's just how you have to think. You think low, down, and dirty, and that's and that's that's all it is. You take care of yourself. I ran, and, uh, and that was it. I tell you that the government in the in the city, it's a disgrace. And if you don't, and. Look, I may be the biggest piece of shit in the world, and you can drag me through the dirt. I don't care. But there's a bigger issue, and that is the government of New York City is a disgrace. The services are disgraceful. Now, forget about what happened on that subway to me. That's just one thing. This happens all the time. The subway system itself is a disaster. The school system is a disaster. The crime system is a disaster. And this is getting all this attention, and you're somehow, you're going to have to prove that the system works somehow. But if you don't know it's a joke, 
and you have your head buried in the sand. The, the people we live, I live in one of the better areas of Manhattan. We live in, so it's not the best, but we live in better areas. What do you, what do you think the people in the other, in the other areas live with? I mean, you, you know, the, you, put, you put the people in unbearable. The people are, this, this situation is so bad in New York, it's unbearable for the people. And that, no, 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 you, no, you, you listen, it's unbearable. And you're concerned with getting this one issue over with. Good, get it over with. I don't care. I don't care. And I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not going to put you through any shit. You're, if, if, you want, if you want me, you can have me. But I just want you to, I just want you to think about the truth for a couple days. You know? And the truth is ugly. It's disgusting. And I was a monster. I don't deny it. But I wasn't a monster until several years ago in New York. And if you have to become a monster to survive in that city, you can you can condemn me for it, and you and you can you, you guys are going to drag me through the dirt, and that's okay, you know. But but I I think the city government ought to take a look at itself first. You just you just take a look at it, it's it's don't don't pretend that you're serving the public or the public interest, and that this is. This here, fine. Okay, so you caught some maniac. If that's what you, if that's what you want, that's what you got. It doesn't matter. But just don't don't pretend that you're doing your job. You know. So this this one thing got a lot of press, and oh, therefore it has it has to act. The city is so concerned about violence. Good. This is quote the most violent crime of the year. Great. New York City doesn't give a damn about violence. Otherwise, this would have never happened. And there's violence all over New York, and the city does. The, the city. I just want to. I just want to say a couple things about statements that have been made. People have said the response was, was out of proportion. Now, when a person, when any, you take any person in New York, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. When they're deliberately maimed, and they're beaten, and the powers that be. They, uh, they're essentially, they fill in their paperwork and they shrug their shoulders and they turn their back and they go back to the, you'll go home and have their cup of coffee. This is the issue. This is the issue. That, what they are doing, that is criminal. That is negligent. That is criminal negligence. People have said, uh, I've heard things said about me that I was uncivilized. Okay, I acted in an uncivilized way. And the most, if you think this is vicious, if you knew what was in my mind, the most vicious thing that I can think of is the person who said that. I wish that they were sitting there in that seat instead of me. That would have been beautiful. That would, I wish I was never there and they were there. That would have been great. People talk about law and order and, you know, and, 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 and lawlessness. You talk, you talk about lawlessness. The city doesn't care about lawlessness. You talk about anarchy. That's what there is now. And, and, and it, it's, it's, as I told Mr. Footen there, or I, or I told one of the detectives, what this is, I don't care what you do to me. It doesn't matter. You see, I'm not hiding anything. But all this is, it's like a dam. And water is building up behind that dam. And this is just a crack in the dam, or a little hole that's in the dam. And eventually something, you know, the city 
there are basic things that people must have. People must have. People can. It is unbearable for people to live in fear. People must have police protection. The, the problem isn't the police. The problem is you. It's your legal system. The legal system is a sham. What I did down there, let's say it's wrong. That doesn't bother me. But what this did, it showed the system as being a sham. That's, just what the, that's why the city so vehemently attacks the guardian angels. Because, because it, it, it shows the city for what it is. It shows us the legal system for what it is. It is a sham. Because people who are violent are just let back out on the street again and again, and they're charged with nothing. Do you understand that? I was analyzed. And it was said that this crime was premeditated. Now, I live in the, around that neighborhood, on and off, most of the time. I, what I did was cold and ruthless, and you're gonna, and you, and you, and you'll understand that when you read this. But if that was premeditated, how could I be so stupid? If, if I, if I, if I'm known in the neighborhood, and I'm known among, if I would speak at a public meeting in the city or something like that. How could I, why would I go down there and, be, and do a crime without wearing a false mustache or dyeing my hair or something like that? You see, New York City is so anxious, the system is so anxious to judge me, and they, oh, they have to resolve this thing. Beautiful. Go ahead and resolve it. You have the truth. I'm not going to fight it. I'm, I'm giving you all the truth voluntarily. I'm not hiding a thing. I'm not going to hide behind this, this idiotic legal system. And that's how, what, they, no, they Make it, how does this affect the legal system? How does this, because the legal system in this country is a joke. The legal system is a joke. It doesn't serve the people. It serves, it serves, it's a self-serving bureaucracy. It, it, give, it, gives, it gives you all, it gives the whole legal profession, all the attorneys, jobs, and this and that. The more screwed up it is, the more jobs people have. How does this, what you did affect that? I don't, it won't. It won't. It might just be a little beginning. Maybe, maybe. Maybe if someone like me, if I'm uncivilized and I act like this, then, then, you know, then God help the city. I would just like to know, Mr. Gibbs, because something has to be done one way or the other. Okay, listen, in terms of, in terms of, you do not want to go back to New York. No, let me explain. I will come back to New York and I consider what I'm doing is destroying myself to a bunch of wolves because that's what I look at you as being fine I'll come back to you to New York you have the truth you're gonna have statements you have other recordings you can verify this you should have details you should have I gave you everything you've got everything you want okay you could you guys you can make me look like a piece of shit you can parade me around to the public and say and prove I was wrong. New York is going to have a need to show that this is a uh, that that I'm that I'm a that I'm a that I'm a nut, or that this is uh, they have to, they have, New York City has such a New York City government is acting hysterically. They have a need to show that this act was. Not, I'm not going to contest this. I don't want any hot shit, hot attorney because what the, the way how the system works is the attorneys tell you don't say this. Don't say that because this jeopardizes you. And if you can't be judged by the truth, then the hell with it. What I, what I want, my life is probably ruined. 
I, I want more than anything to lead a normal life. I, there isn't a, there's a, only a slim chance of it. You, you're not going to let me do it. If, if, if I don't, if the only deal I, I'm giving you everything voluntarily. All I want, if I don't fight extradition, of course you're going to escort me, you're going to go through my apartment, everything you're going to go through with a fine tooth comb. And I would rather you put a bullet in my head than do that. Is it possible that my name and address not be re released to, to publicly, that, that this thing be taken care of, and that, and that, is it possible? If you can't do it, you can't do we it. We haven't lied to you up to now, we're not going to start lying to you now, that's highly... Oh shit, oh shit, I, it's going to be, you know, you, you see what this means? It means I'll never... Do you know what it means to live a normal life? This shit, I'll never escape this shit. If you do that, I'll never escape this shit. People are looking for a hero, or they're looking for a villain, and neither is, nothing is the truth. What you have here, what you have here is nothing more. What you have here is nothing more than a vicious rat. That's all it is. It's not Clint Eastwood. It's not, uh, who's this guy who's shooting around people and uh, that one movie, Death Wish, whatever it was. It's not that, what, what Koch said. It's not, it's not taking the law in your own hands. You can label that. It's not being judge, tri judge jury, and uh, executioner. What this, what, what this, what this is, what this is, listen, I'm going to tell you what it is and you won't understand. This is survival instinct, okay? And, and you can condemn it all you want. I, I, you know, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. What happens to me at this point is what is unimportant. I'm just one person. This at least has raised issues in New York. Fine. And one other thing that I can do to show the legal system what I think of it is I, you have to wipe the floor with me because you're afraid this is going to happen again. There are attorneys who would probably pay me money to represent me because this, is, this case has notoriety. I, I, I know the situation, but I'm not going to, the system, which I have so little respect for, Okay, the, your system is, I have so little respect for, there's going to be no prosecution. I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to try to beat anything. I'm just going to say no contest. It's as simple as that. You can charge me with anything, okay? And if, if reacting the way that I did, if a person has to hire an attorney, and if a person has to be dragged all dragged through the dirt because of that, fine. Fine. Okay, do it. Do it. But I'm not going to play the game. 